Hey guys, Jack here. Uh, so here's the thing. We ended up recording an episode on 28 Days Later as scheduled this week, but we had some major technical difficulties. We couldn't salvage the episode, so we don't have anything to show for our efforts there. But we didn't want to leave you without anything this week, so we're taking uh, a dive way back uh, into the archives, and we're going to hit you with a repack of uh, our 10th episode ever, The Ring. Uh, things were a little bit different when we did things back then, so there's no 30-second plot synopsis. There's The format's a little bit weird, and the audio's a little bit worse. Um, but we do hope you enjoy this uh, look back into the ring in preparation for Juon, which is coming up on the schedule. So sorry about that. Enjoy. I don't know. If I talk for more than 30 seconds, it just ends up going to Old Spice or Fraser's apartment. So. Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horror Cast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us three dum dums, Jack, Jake, and Mark from A to Z Horror.com. That's A to Z Horror with a hyphen rather than the word two, uh, because as is now and will soon become evident, we are not very good at things. I'm Jack, and sitting to my right is Jake. Long time no talk to you. <laughs> and next to Jake is the person who originated the study of photography. It's Mark. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackerjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And never has it been more evident that this is a Crackerjack operation, and that we are poor at things, than this week, in which we are sans an episode last week. We uh, we watched Bone Tomahawk, we got drunk and argued about it, we recorded the whole thing, and then we did not release a podcast, because uh, my computer fucked up? It ate the audio. <laughs> yeah it destroyed so, uh, it you know we need we need to sincerely apologize to our three listeners that you were without you know yeah. this, this crutch last week everyone who heard my beautiful voice talk about bone tomahawk and teased the fuck out of it and then we're just left unsatiated Whew. how are you yeah. supposed to make it up to him i have an idea you have an idea i have an idea so what we're gonna do real quick just to let them in if they haven't read the the, the post at least we talked about Bone Tomahawk, obviously. We gave it our fucking ratings on each of these different scales. I want to do like a really quick run through of what we each gave it on each of them and why. Okay. Oh, so shit. if I'm, I'm if I'm thinking back to it, first one was story. We all like the story a pretty good bit. Uh, I gave it a seven and a half. Mark gave it an eight. And Jack, you gave it a perfect ten. Now I'm gonna toss it over to you immediately. You gotta explain why. So for me, Bone Tomahawk is the perfect story. Yeah. Why? To, to go back, I, I love Westerns, so that that's one thing. There's some bias there that, that I admit is there. But not only that, the characters of this movie are all tremendously established without telling me why I'm supposed to like these characters. Then the pacing of this movie is damn near perfect. And finally, it's taking a good classic story, this kind of Western trip thing, and adding new and interesting elements to it without fucking up what's good about the original. So for me, this is exactly what you're supposed to do with a story use so good previous elements of things add to it in interesting ways not be too heavy on the exposition and have relatable characters yeah i mean i can't disagree with a lot of what you're saying i gave it the lowest score and i think it's mostly for the reason that you mentioned that 
you said they did kind of the Western trip thing. What this movie really was to me was that classic damsel in distress. They go on a retrieval mission to get this broad that got abducted. And that happens a lot. And to me, that wasn't like anything groundbreaking. They did throw in a wrinkle or two, but that's what kept it at like a middling high score. And I'm assuming that's the same reason for Mark. If you have anything to add, go for it, bud. Yeah, no, yeah, I think you guys covered it. Yeah. Uh, immersion, Jack, you, you gave that one an eight. I actually gave it a nine. I thought it was a little higher. Mark gave it a seven. So we were, we had the wagons pretty well circled as we <laughs> commonly do there. We all thought it was a pretty immersive film. Anyone have anything real quick hitter to say about that? Beautifully shot. That's the best Very thing beautiful. about Westerns is you get the great, like wide open shots really sets that world up. Good music, yep. good sound effects. And this was so immersive that I did not Mark you, you dinged it for the uh, throat whistle. Uh, plot element that was yeah. kind of weird and is objectively not believable and crazy, <laughs> yeah. but I was so fucking into this thing that it did not bother me for a second while I was watching it. Right. So yeah, it was it was uh, a shot for shot remake of Jurassic Park. It really was <laughs> 3D printer and all. So the next one was the most divisive, and that was Scare Factor. Jack gave it a seven. I gave it a four, and Mark was <clears> down at the old one. So I'm just gonna let you guys battle that one out for roughly 30 seconds before I cut you off. Sure, okay. Look, so the reason I gave it a 1 is because our scale couldn't go any lower and it's not an actual horror movie. At no point in this movie is it scary at all. <laughs> no more so than like any other movie about something happening in the Old West or I mean, fuck Indiana Jones could be a, a horror movie if you really want to like play that angle. It's just I mean, it's a western. But the fact that it's not a horror movie, first off, I disagree with that. I do think it's a horror movie, but that also doesn't mean it's not scary. And, and this movie was scary. In the intro, you've got stuff about your wife being kidnapped. That's horrifying. Then they go out on this trip, and it's hopeless. That's also scary. Then on the trip, some stuff happens that's creepy. Then you've got Patrick Wilson's leg breaking again and again and again, which makes me squirm. Then there's some decent gore. And then there's when these troglodyte monsters howl with their whistle, wind, howl, scream. And that actually gave me chills. So this movie was scary to me. It scared it was... me, and it built on itself, and it did okay. well. I mean, that's that's fair from both of you guys. I wish this is another I wish that podcast existed because we spent a lot of time arguing about that particular score because it was such a spread between us when commonly we don't quite have that. Uh, next one, just moving on quickly. Effects, Jack gave it an eight. I gave it all the way up at a nine and Mark had it an eight as well. We all thought the effects were great, particularly for the budget. Uh, they did exactly what they needed to do. And kudos i don't know if you yeah. have anything to add to that either no just that the costumes and the props yeah. like the guns and stuff were well done <laughs> jack sure. noted that they actually did the guns correctly unlike in the yeah. annotation they know Def how a revolver works <laughs> <laughs> they did their homework which led to an overall score jack gave hit at an eight i gave it a 7.75 because i like decimals and mark gave it a five mark the five so uh, this was specifically because I consider the overall on our horror website to be how likely I am to recommend this movie as a horror movie to someone looking for a recommendation. Uh, sure. I I mentioned I, I applied a tilt. I probably would have given this thing upwards of seven to eight, but because because it's a good movie, but <clears throat> because it's not a horror movie, I did knock it down a little bit. So if someone comes to me and they're looking specifically for like a Western horror thing, this one's probably going to be recommended. But if they're coming to me just about you know, some other, just a generic horror movie recommendation. This is going to be a little bit further down the list. Fair enough. And, you know, both Jack and I seem to think it was slightly more horror in its horror elements than you. And that's, that's fine. Yeah, uh, listener, that's, that's basically what we rambled about for <laughs> roughly an hour and a half. So there you go. Condensed version. Yeah. 
And so there's a little little bonus for you. Should we I put out it. like Spark Notes versions of each of our podcasts? We should. <laughs> if you don't want to listen to our bullshit for an hour and a half, we'll give you the five minute version. Mark, the market for our regular podcast doesn't really exist, so I don't need to think we need to be adding new things. Whoa, to whoa, put whoa, out. whoa. Spoilers. <laughs> Jack, that might just be because we take up too goddamn much time. <laughs> Could very well we be. We only take up a lot of time because we drink a lot. Jack, what are you drinking today? <laughs> so, tonight, uh, this week, we watched 2002's The Ring. Uh, um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I hinted at that in the Bone Tomahawk podcast that doesn't exist. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then you forgot to hint at it in our Bone Tomahawk recap. Uh, ah, mini no, we're in the so. middle of it. It doesn't matter. I'm drinking Inversion IPA from Deschutes. I had some different stuff in mind, but I went to Winco tonight to get my beer because things are no cheaper there. No one knows where Winco is. Eh, irrelevant. Um, no. People in Washington, Idaho, Nevada, and California and Oregon know what it is. And Utah. Oh we have one here, too. That's weird. It's not in the name. Yeah, well. Um, and uh, the closest thing I could find was Inversion IPA. Seattle's great, excuse me, and rainy, and uh, often seems like it's an inversion. I know it's kind of a, you know, rain rather than an inversion, but it was about as good as I was going to do. So I'm drinking the Inversion wow. IPA. That's a okay. D at best, Jack. You know, I'll take it. D's get degrees, man. That's okay. true. Mark. Mark. Okay. I'm so pumped about this one. I was, oh I was trying to figure out, I spent like... A good amount of time trying to figure out what would best suit this movie. Um, and I landed on a Utah beer. First off, it's an amber ale, which I feel like is really good for the general autumnal feel of the whole movie. <laughs> right? Plus, it's been raining out for the past two days, uh, which is lovely. Um, and I like to also keep it relatively within the state to kind of showcase the Utah beers. And we happen to have a uh, great one out of Moab Brewing. I'm drinking Dead Horse. Amber Ale. Hey. Wow. Well done. Yeah. Well done. There you I'm go. I'm applauding you. Good there job. There you go. Jake, yeah. what are you drinking tonight? Uh, so I'm really proud of myself as well because for the second podcast in a row now, I don't know. Did I drink it during Bone Tomahawk? They are, the viewer is not even the viewer. The listener isn't even going to get that <laughs> benefit. I'm, I'm drinking the other Treehouse Brewing beer that I that I bought when I went over there and had a huge haul. Uh, this one's an IPA. It's a New England IPA, so it's that hazy style, really juicy and good. Uh, but it's called Green, and I'm drinking it in celebration of the excessively blue-green hue that this movie had for its entirety. So, I like cheers. that. I like that. Well, to redeem myself a little bit, because both of you guys got way closer to the mark than I did with this one, I am also drinking, as I am with most weeks, Rainier. Yeah, that's... Brewed in the beautiful state of Washington. Yep. And so I've got that as my uh, my backup beer here. So well done. Well done. It's been a week since we've all sat down and talked about what's been rocking our horror worlds, and it's been a pretty big week in the horror world. So Jake, let's kick it off with you. What has been rocking your horror world this week? You're really gonna start with the guy that spent the better part of his last week in New York City and doesn't remember most of it because he was on a bachelor party. That wow. sounds that sounds like nice. the intro to a horror movie. It does. Uh well I mean I, I hate to include like the real world horror, but we were in New York City when that attempted terrorist attack happened. And oh shit, I didn't scary. even think about that. Yeah, it was like four blocks from where we were staying, so that was a surreal experience, and I mean, I've never been that close to something like that, and luckily no one was actually in really too badly injured, which is a great thing, uh, but it makes you think a lot, and it sucks, man. Uh, it's one of those things, but 
I have not actually seen any horror movies this week. I'm ashamed. I'm sad about it, other than The Ring, of course. But I guess my one bit of news, because that's all I can bring to the table, is that it's interesting that we're watching and reviewing The Ring in this episode, because during the same pulling back the curtain on when we're actually recording this, listener, today uh, it was announced that The Ring is actually being postponed again so they're removing that from the october calendar it rings i'm sorry rings is being removed from the october <laughs> calendar it's supposed to come out on the 28th and it's being postponed until february at this point so oh seriously fuck thanks a lot dick bags <laughs> i don't know if you've looked at the october calendar but uh that was the big dog yeah that's going to well, be the big dog in basically any month that it comes it ba- out. I mean, it basically is, but it was October 28th, gearing you up for Halloween. I mean, that's Halloween weekend release, and I don't know what went wrong there, but you can imagine it's something big because it would take a lot to... To bump it off in October, I mean, like a Halloween weekend release. I mean, and what I'm curious about is why that would happen given, like, you know it's going to make money even if it's trash, given when it's being released. Oh, yeah. And the and the IP that it is, so it's just kind of shocking to me that that happened. Uh but it did, and that's also a shame. So, I hope- I didn't know that. That is that is very interesting. Yeah, despite the fact that I called it the ring like four times, which is only confusing matters. Rings has been delayed. It's a movie listener. about the Olympics, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Mark, what's been rocking your horror world? Um, okay, I got two things. One's big, one's small. Um, first off, Sci-Fi the channel uh, released F-Y-F-Y. a Y F Y. Yes, exactly. Uh, released a promo for their new creepypasta show called Channel Zero, I think. I don't know if that's the name of the show or that's the name of the episode that they're releasing the promo for, but in any case, um, it seems like they are taking stories um, more or less just from Reddit and turning them into, uh, you know, like vignettes on TV. So the first... Is each episode one creepypasta? That's what my understanding is, but okay. I have only seen the promo for one of them. <laughs> um, anyways, looks solid. I guess we'll see what happens with it. But uh, people are going nuts for this promo. Yeah, and I, I watched it. It looks fine. Like I, I'm gonna watch it. It looked nothing looks wrong with it. But people are freaking the fuck out about this trailer. Well, see, that's what I'm interested in because I didn't know there was a lot of hype for it, but obviously saw it. And then <laughs> when you mentioned the hype, I started hearing about it it's one of those like Bader meinhof type phenomena but i i don't get it either it seems like hey this is another ip great but i'm not jumping head over heels like i don't know it's just a surprise to me mark what did you think of it of the promo yeah i think it's fine of the whole thing i think the idea is a great one but i'm not sure about the execution as i probably would be with anything like that so especially given that it's gonna be on sci-fi yeah, and I'm a little curious how they're going to do the intellectual property rights and stuff like that for the people who like right. wrote the original stories. But that oh, aside, um, Jack, what was the name of that uh, podcast you pro- you plugged? I think actually it was on the Bone Tomahawk podcast, so we might want to revisit that one. But wasn't it <laughs> just basically this same thing, but as a podcast instead of a TV show? Sort of. It, it's no sleep. So this is less in the creepypasta realm in that it's not trying to create lore so much. This is just genuinely scary stories and more focused on the art of storytelling. Um, no Sleep is a subreddit where people write these kind of horror short stories. And then No Sleep, the the podcast, the guy just gets voice actors to record them. Um, so it, it kind of does venture into the realm of that creepypasta sometimes, but it's more just stories than it seems like the kind of lore that creepypasta is trying to create. Yeah, I guess to, yeah, the other thing to add there is there's no less than probably 
20 different subreddits all dedicated to short scary stories, including our short scary stories. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's ample amounts of material here. Yeah. yeah. It kind of just depends on how well they want to utilize it. Absolutely. So what's the big thing, Mark? The big thing was I saw the movie Pyramid. I don't know if that really is a big thing, but fuck it. Um, <laughs> it sounds like a big thing. I'm unaware of it. Okay, yeah. So I saw this as a preview for some other random indie movie that we rented a while back. Uh, it looked interesting. It's well-funded. Like, the effects are good. Um, holy shit. That was a pile of garbage movie. It was. <laughs> that is probably the worst movie I've seen all year. That is aggressive. So, is aggressive. Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle is obviously the one to beat. Um, that you knew from the get-go, it was going to be bad. This one had the funding, it had the backing of whatever studio was behind it, and it just went... It it was... Oh, so it's kind of like the, the oh, Lazarus God. effect. Yeah, it just went so hard in the... just it, went, it did every single thing wrong. So it starts out as found footage, then it switches to normal, whatever, just omniscient third-person footage, and then... It switches back randomly between those two for the rest of the movie. <laughs> they use cameras that can't adapt to low light. So every time it switches cameras, like they start the shot and you can see the camera auto-focusing and like changing its <laughs> view profile. The bad guy, I'm just going to spoil the fuck out of this movie. The bad guy in the movie is um, the Egyptian god of death, Osiris, right? Yeah. And at first you're like, okay, there's no light in this. They're stuck in a pyramid, hence the name of the movie. At first, you're like, okay, they're not really going to show them. That's a solid move, because it's CG, clearly CG, and they can't do it. And then, they just fucking... There's a road flare, and now you have a ten-minute scene of CG Osiris walking around, being all menacing and shit. <laughs> uh, there's also mummified cats that... Uh, what year did just, this movie come out? I think 2015. It might have been 2016, and uh, it's, it's, it's recent. And Fair I haven't enough. even touched on how bad the script. It, it's just oh Jesus! Don't you, see it. Don't see you're the in pain right now. You're in it's pain so over it. bad. Mark is rubbing his forehead. It's yeah. it was a really 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 bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> they discover okay. They discover a pyramid. <laughs> We're going deeper. Why? We're going deeper. <laughs> Why are you? They discover about a pyramid. Uh, this is just the, this kind of I'm encompasses you the off. whole thing. The way they discovered this pyramid was by shooting X-rays from outer space. That sounds ground. awesome. Ah, okay. Yep. Wow. Yep. James Bond shit. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. So this right. movie, this movie was basically like the surprise butt sex of your year. Is that a good thing or a I bad don't. Thing? Why would that be a good thing? About. I don't. I don't know. Why would you be, be chaff, Mark? <laughs> Why would you want to be wheat? <laughs> I don't. Fuck. Okay, that's fine. what's rocking my maybe you want, world. Maybe you want the butt sex. I don't know. Am Either I way. receiving? Either the way, butt it's fine. I'm not or... judging. I just tried to make a statement. Either way, surprise is bad. It's a pretty okay. All right. You have to generate a lot of power to receive it. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. The power bottom. <laughs> oh boy. Holy fuck. <laughs> you really you really threw it off the rails with that one, Jake. I hope you're <laughs> well, happy. I figured you guys would be able to react more nimbly. Jack, what did you watch? So. I uh, didn't, you know, I had a very, very busy week. It was really shitty, but I, I managed uh, a pretty wow. big one. Way to I bring went the movie, mood down. to the movie theater, and I saw The Blair Witch. What's that? <laughs> oh, you mean The Woods? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Okay. You saw, okay. Yeah. 
Um, okay, I, so I don't it. so don't spoil it. But how was it? Aggressively middling. Okay, great. Yeah, which it's, is unsurprising. It's that's, not deserving yeah, of any of the praise that we heard about when it was first announced. Like those reviews saying it changed the face. Of the, it's not deserving of any of that shit. Oh, there was, God damn it! It seemed like there the was only one review thing. that was bloody disgusting. Yeah, right. It was like, oh my God, this is going to change horror as we know it for the rest of eternity. And and all the movies now that say it's a pile of garbage that's ruined everything are, it, are also it's not deserving of that either. Yeah, it's fine. It's a it's a movie. It's yeah. nowhere near the Blair Witch. Um, it does do some really cool concepts. Um, and like trying to push the boundaries of like trying to stay a Blair Witch movie but do new things. It has some cool concepts. For me, the biggest issue with it is the characters. They're they're not developed. It just tells you what they are, and they're fucking annoying. So good, but it's. I mean, it's worth a watch. Maybe not in theaters, but it's worth a watch. Okay. Great. That's all I got. That's it for me. Well, uh, yeah, I'm ashamed we can't talk about it more. I'm not ashamed. I don't know why I would say that, but... (laughs) I feel shame. I feel shame about that. I I usually feel shame, but that's, (laughs) you know, unrelated. Over at adzhorror.com this week, we watched 2002's The Ring. This is, a, this is a big one in the world of horror now. Um, so we're going to just jump right in and talk about what the fuck subgenre of horror this thing falls into. This was a Jake pick, as I recall. Oh, it damn so, was. Jake, give us the first subgenre of horror that this thing falls the fuck into. Supernatural. I mean, that's... The whole, the whole goddamn thing is about a supernatural VHS tape that will kill you. Yeah. So, Supernatural. <laughs> yep. First one, taking the low-hanging fruit. Hey, you know what? Thanks thanks for giving it to me, Jack. Absolutely. Mark, give us another one. This falls the fuck into. Yeah, I was thrown off my game by Jake taking the uh, low-hanging fruit. That is usually your game. Uh-huh. So, Jack, <laughs> give us a <laughs> subgenre. You can't pass. You can't Mark's, pass. Mark's passing early. Are you shitting me? I. If Mark wants to pass, he can pass. I'll pass. Come back to me. Give me a second. <laughs> I, I've got a controversial one right off the bat. I, I think there are other ones that fit better than this one, but this is one I most want to discuss. You just want to argue right now. I do. I do. Okay. I'm, I'm okay. feisty. He's coming I'm in hot. Feisty tonight. So I'm going to go with classic. This is a classic horror movie at this point. I actually don't disagree with this at all. This is the movie that, that like established either. Japanese horror in America. Yeah, and, and, and it's, okay, I really thought I was going to have to fight with you guys. No, that's, that takes I, some I of the wind out of my sails there. So. I would say that's totally accurate, but it's not something that someone might think of because it's only slightly less than 15 years old at this point. But right. it's already, in the pantheon of horror, It's already, it has its seat at the table because of what it did, like Mark said, for bringing <clears throat> J-horror, which became such a phase there in the aughts, into the light of the American public and in the, right. in and the process the just that raped it, box offices. Yes, it did. And to the extent that it now has a Freddy versus Jason or Alien versus Predator style movie coming out in yep. Samara versus Grudge Villain. Yeah, it's going to be on Shudder, right? I think so. I don't remember the Grudge Villain. Is that I, I, is that a real thing? The Grudge Villain was the chick no. that was in the closet. Yeah, no, that's happening. Right, that's but it happening. has a name. That's happening, but I can't remember the name of the flick. It'll be on Shudder. I want to, well, I don't want to watch that. Let's be real here. I kind of do. Samara versus Kayako, okay, is what it's called. It's it's the the girl from the ring versus the girl from the grudge. Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, we need to stop making like things fight. We need to like start mixing it up and bring in like 
Sharktopus versus Samara. <laughs> oh, that'd be sweet. <laughs> All right, Mark, stop stalling. Give us another subgenre of horror this falls the fuck into. I guess I'd go with Ghost. Uh, you know, that's pretty straightforward. Samara's a ghost. She haunts she's, people. She's a dead girl, but this isn't I like mean, a ghost, like spectral. And is it her ghost? You got to think outside of the box, man. Well, it's, what the hell would you call it? She's dead, and her corporeal form is haunting people. That seems like a, a ghost to me. A spirit, maybe. I don't know. It's not. Oh but it's not God. like your classic ghost movie. I don't know if we've literally. I don't think we've ever used the tag ghost. Maybe poltergeist. Even then, I don't know if I'd agree with Poltergeist being a ghost movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my god, I hate both of you. Well, we haven't watched 13 Ghosts yet, have we? Well, that's a fair point. Alright. <laughs> we have... It's, it can only be applied to movies with ghost in the title. <laughs> ghost in the Shell, 13 Ghosts. Ghost in the Shell, Jesus That's all I got. Christ. Those are the only two I can come up with. Jake, stop him from talking and give us another subgenre. Right. Yeah, ghost Dog. Jesus Christ. Um... Oh man, good work. Yeah, it's it's tough get, at that point. I it mean, gets it's slim. Do we want to do we want to discuss? Like, so foreign is an option, but this is kind of the no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this is the exact opposite of foreign. Yeah, it's well, the exact opposite. This is what happens when you take a foreign movie and then make a non-foreign movie of the you, foreign you movie. Really middle of the road eyes it. Middle of the road eyes it, Mark. I don't it. think that's what they did. I do. You think they this took... is a middle-of-the-road movie? Absolutely. They took all of the interesting, edgy, cool, weird things that Ringu did and just ground them off with a belt sander. Why the hell did we not watch Ringu, by the way? I don't know. It was a Jake pick. Is it Ringu or Ringu? Because I've always said Ringu. I say Ringu as well. In any case, it's an American movie because Ringu is the Japanese adaptation of the novel. It's Ringu. It's about a university. The the, the Ring University. Oh, God. Ring I didn't you. know that until now. <laughs> I should have read the book. Fuck. <laughs> Nothing else fits, Jack. Yeah. It's a I, supernatural I, I, movie. I was lying about... before when I said I had other ones that fit better, but I just wanted to argue. I didn't have any others that fit better. I got nothing else. So, wait. If she's not a ghost, is she a zombie? Is this a zombie movie? No. Okay. Jake, you picked this movie for us to watch. Why don't you get us into talking about it? Why, why'd you pick The Ring? Well, I think like you mentioned there, as we went around the horn with what in the fuck subgenres thing fit into, this took at least America by storm in 2002. I think we can all remember... The first time we watched The Ring, um, it was an absolute phenomenon. Uh, and because I hadn't actually seen it since then, let me get right down to brass tacks. I had not seen The Ring since I watched it when I was, what, 13 years old? And I wanted yeah. to see in it in its entirety. It's been on TV and all that, but I hadn't sat down and watched this thing. So I wanted to give it another go. And I thought that it was a really good opportunity to do so, given the, that breadth of time is very. Um, uncommon in the yeah. horror realm for me. So it was especially really with the movie you think about as often as this one, because I do totally. think about this one a lot. Totally, but I mean, I'm it with pop, you. It I pops up. It. Yeah, it pops up, and it's permeated kind of the zeitgeist, like we talk about to such a degree that it's around at all times, and things are equated to it, and you know, blah blah. But I, I just wanted to give it another watch, essentially. So we did. That's why we didn't watch Ringu. 
Yeah. And, and I'm with you. I, I'd seen it in 2002. I saw it in theaters. I, I'd probably seen it once or twice after that. Yeah. I haven't sat down and watched it since then. What do yeah. you, how much do you remember liking this movie? To, I guess, give a little bit away. Um, so, yeah, there are spoilers in this podcast, listener. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to spoil the shit out of this <laughs> 15-year-old movie. As always. Yeah. We're also going to spoil the shit out of Pyramid, so retroactive spoiler <laughs> alert there. That, that's a good spoiler alert 12 so, minutes after so that. So, <laughs> rewind and then fast forward past that part. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I don't. I don't really recall, Jack, how much I liked it as much as I remember the first time I saw this, like that the scene where Samara like crawls out of the TV was like such a big deal. And then there's the obvious like jump scares that have been infamous since it was released that those stuck with me to a degree that like watching it again, I'm like, how in the fuck did that happen? Like how? Like, how did but, you react that way? How did people react? Yeah, how how did I see that? Like, I thought this movie, I had, my remembrance was that this movie was pretty damn scary. I remember this movie being very good and very scary. Mark, how about you? you we, we haven't, uh, I haven't thrown over to you in a bit. What, you saw this thing when it first came out? I saw you? this thing, I took, uh, I took a girl on a date to this movie. It was our second date. Uh-huh. Um, Name some names here, Mark. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Well, <laughs> she first shall and remain last, nameless. come on. <laughs> she she should remain nameless. Um, but so I enjoyed the movie. It was fun. It scared the living hell out of me, and that's I guess that's how I'm defining uh, enjoyed. Because I mean, at the time I was terrified. So that's yeah. I would say that was the exact same experience that I had. Me yeah. too. Because um, we could go to it because we were 13. And this is a PG 13 flick, so you obviously went to it. Yeah. We had like we were at the um, perfect time. We ended up circling back on this one in college yeah, a number of years later and watching it again um, over October. We tried to watch a horror movie every single day when we lived with the guys in the dorm. Um, and this was one of them. And, uh, you know, I, I think it stands up pretty well. I, there's going to be some clash, I guess, in this review. But Sure. Okay. Yeah, because I... Here's one thing I do not remember thinking. I, I remember getting a lot of crushes on women from movies when I was 13 years old. Did you have a crush on Samara? Naomi Watts is cute as a goddamn button I was this whole movie. Hoping I was wondering how long it would take to get to that. She is so cute. She oh, it's outrageous. <laughs> Let's just talk and about I don't that. remember that at all. Let's just talk about that. Yeah, man. <laughs> that was what I enjoyed most about this movie on this viewing. Oh, Spoiler alert for my review. Oh my god. I found this hard to sit through this time. Well, I mean, what happened to her? Well, Mark. She was in that movie with Jack Black. Uh, King, King Kong. Kong. <laughs> yeah. King Kong is not a movie I identify as being that movie with Jack Black. <laughs> you said it not... immediately, so you clearly did identify it. <laughs> I also it could not hear about half half King Kong, Naomi Watts, or Jack Black without singing the entirety of Jack Black's monologue from SNL that one time in my head. Where... King Kong wears a massive song. King Kong. No, okay, so to get into this review, I, I would say that like the best way to probably go about this is to blow to breeze right by because everyone that's listening to this review should know like what the whole idea behind this is and just get into like what sets us off on this journey, right? So ultimately this what this movie is is a race against time, right? Like we get right from the get-go into okay, they've established what 
ultimately will happen to you as a result of this paranormal right, videotape. Some terrible exposition with these high school girls. Oh god, it's, it's horrible. That's, it's insufferable. It's all I didn't I honestly didn't mind it that much. I thought it was fairly believable. I think it's I think so it's now, very of the 90s. It's funny. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's funny. This is 02, so it's obviously it still has a little bit of that 90s stench in the acting and in some of the way in which some of the scenes are shot, it just still, it's sticking to it. That nineties ooze. You can feel (laughs) it, man. But yeah, I mean, they deliver it through some bad exposition, but you finally, you finally get there and it doesn't, what I will commend it for is that it doesn't take a super long amount of time for things to get going because our main character is pretty immediately set on her own way by, snooping around and trying to get to the bottom of of why her niece died because she's a journalist and that's what journalists do i guess is just start going all pi on things and she's uh, genuinely trying to like sell this to her boss as i'm gonna write a story about these teenage girls dying unbelievable I, uh, but like her boss just lets her go with like a i got a I got a real good story cooking boss yeah so the yeah, thing she bluffs funny, him pretty hard what she so, works for the seattle post intelligencer <laughs> you're gonna get intelligenced what what i don't know still is so she this movie is very clearly like a pacific northwest setting yeah but the girls in the first scene and all of that i'm like 95 percent sure takes place in the boston area why <laughs> Because when she goes out, when Rachel, when Naomi Watts' character goes out for, like, the funeral and all of that, and they're, like, she's talking to those kids, like, when they're smoking darts and shit, they start talking (laughs) about, so they talk about how, like, the guy that she was with went to Revere High School, which is, like, a very out-here-where-I-live name, and then there's a clipping of a paper, and it talks about how the guy who was with her, who died, was a, quote, back bay guy which that's back bay is boston ever heard yeah. yeah okay well i mean that's so, that's believable though. how did they go to shelter mountain is supposed to be in seattle and then like did they just go out like these are high school what happened was it spring break i don't know it's just like totally knows? unexplained all the way as on, far as you can go I, i'm gonna i'm gonna have they to went on give you a quick time out here no i we're just gonna have to say rachel in the future because you said naomi watts's character and i said rachel the, and then i said naomi watts's character yeah but that phrase that's the key line of that jack black monologue song i was talking about <laughs> and I'll, I'll splice in the audio but it's like he fell in love with naomi watts's character i forget her name I'll, I'll i do forget her just, name commonly right so we're just gonna have to stop with the character part her, rachel it's rachel naomi watts rachel rachel Got it. <laughs> well, that's interesting. I hadn't I hadn't really thought about them not being in Seattle, but whatever. I think they're, I was sensitive holiday, to it because man. I live out here. I don't know. It just threw me off a bit because they the, don't explain the setting it whatsoever. Was very interesting because it clearly is also supposed to look like Seattle. But my wife, who is a Kiwi, born and raised in New Zealand, was convinced that many of these scenes were shot in New Zealand. Do we she know was, where it was shot? She was kind of drunk. <laughs> but she was like goddamn convinced this was New Zealand. Do we know where it was shot? I mean, we probably could with a little. I'm just not convinced Don't ask that information me to do research, exists dude. anywhere. <laughs> well, okay. So here's the thing, though: is they slather this whole fucking thing in such a blue green hue that it has such a kind of hazy dreamscape to it the whole time. Anyway, there's such the a colorizing on this is distracting. It's so blue 
Yeah. And they just kind of make everything so Spartan with the lack of anything. Like, it's clearly an intentional decision. And I can get behind it to an extent. I actually like the lack of most living organisms. Like, there's very little foliage or anything like that that you see. There's a lot of rain. All of it kind of plays into that, like, moss and a lot of running water that you get in the Pacific Northwest. The only real foliage, again, to speak of is the the sort of Japanese autumnal tree thing that's going on but right i don't know yeah the japanese maple but it just has such a dreamy quality to it that i think obviously it's intentional but i do think that that contributed to a lot of the overall feel of the movie well and i I think that the concept of samara to begin with is a fairly japanese one in terms of what the ghost in the well Okay. It's actually, that's also, there's a lot of that in Spanish lore as well, too, but... And American lore. That's why Lassie was a thing. <laughs> the original Ghostbuster. Lassie. I don't think Timmy was a ghost in that in that specific instance. I've never seen an episode of Lassie. I don't know whether or not she ever found that kid. Wait, Lassie they was... got there in time. Was Lassie Lass- couldn't, they couldn't get to Timmy in time. He became a ghost. He became Samara? I think so. Okay. It's a prequel. It's a prequel to the ring. <laughs> there you go. Hard-hitting analysis. Also, to circle back, everything is filmed in either Washington, Oregon, or California, except for one scene, which is filmed in Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> there you go. Shocking. I found a lot of things <laughs> jarring. So a lot of stuff happens in the early part of the movie, and all of it made me think to myself, I do not remember being this irritated with the movie with this movie the first time I watched it first was just the exposition with those two high school girls then there's the kid um whose character name I've Aiden. forgotten it's Aiden. no it's not Aiden dude I think I do think it's Aiden no his name is little father time <laughs> the, a kid who would have been thrown out of a fucking Wes Anderson movie for being too precocious <laughs> It's that kid. He's not it's precocious at all. What the hell? He t- he sits there drawing all the time. Mark, are you fucking? He ties his own tie because his mom's too irresponsible. He lays and his he... clothes out for his mom. He lays he lays his mom's oh, hey, clothes dude, out. Hey, I'm not him. I'm not gonna. Hey, I'm not bashing that scene because the him doing that gave us the scene of her like running around the house without clothes it's, on. Oh yeah, he's just trying man, to be your wingman. Naomi man. Watts. God damn. God damn, Naomi Watts. But that kid is. Entirely too precocious. Did you really not find him precocious, Mark? I I guess maybe I have the wrong like precocious ideology of like, precocious, but but I always picture precocious to be like the young go getter. Like no, no, precocious just means doing things like self. beyond his years would and you would anticipate from his years, like Little Father Time. They right, like that's tying why his I own tie and laying his mom's clothes out for her. I do things with a strategy, Mark. He's walking to school by himself, just through downtown Seattle. Like okay. It's yeah. been a while since I've had a Jude the Obscure reference pop up. Well, you're Threw welcome. Me off. Yeah, thank <laughs> yeah. you for that. Thank you for making yeah. me relive that. God. Oh, God. Oh, that's horror in and of itself, bud. <laughs> yeah. Next week, what's wrong in my horror world? So that that kind of really bothered me. You froze again. Mark's frozen again, though. Am I dying? So Aiden's goddamn <clears throat> precocious bothered me. And then the other thing that bothers me is... Noah is Aiden's dad, right? And the uh, the the male lead of this movie. Yeah, I, I don't remember 
his apartment being as fucking absurd as it is. It's pretty cool, huh? That guy lives in like a downtown warehouse. Yeah. He it's, has an entire floor of a warehouse as his apartment. Fucking nonsense. Is he it's squatting? Insanity. I have no idea what the hell's happening. And then he's got, what, is he a teacher of some variety? He's got like a college student who comes to make Naomi Watts jealous. Just no, he's like a photojournalist or film editor or something like that. Yeah, so who's the, his? he has like a TA that comes in. Yeah, they're just banging, I think. I don't know. That's exactly what's happening. She's an intern? Is she an intern? They're supposedly working together. I don't know why Wait, it has are, to be Hold on. Are we confused academic? about the believability of that? Because if we're confused about the believability of that, we should be confused about the believability of a man who is a photojournalist in Seattle being able to afford a downtown Seattle entire floor of a warehouse as his living space. He's or squatting living and he's a rise. really good photojournalist. Both, both are insanity. A low-level journalist at the Seattle Post-Intelligencer living in a fucking... Who is like a single skyscraper mom. condo downtown Seattle? When are we? I mean, fine, but, but th- this is solidly the era of like TV apartments being bananas, right? This is like Frasier and Sex in the City, and solidly the era where that stuff was just fucking crazy. So that that's that's still fine. true. That's still true. No, 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 no. There's a whole thing about that. It's it's gone the other direction now. Right now, the joke <laughs> is that it? apartments are really <clears throat> shitty. New Broad girl City has a good apartment. And girls and. Well, okay. Mark, you're the only one of the three of us that's seen the new girl for like the fifth week in a row. <laughs> yeah, you just got to keep too much, man. I don't even like that show. I. <laughs> but they have a nice apartment. You. Oh, my God. They have a horse in the backyard. That's the only thing I know about that show. No, that's two broke girls. Yeah, that's not it. Yeah, and I will never watch that. That's a strange distinction to draw. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to draw the line somewhere between. Uh, the two broke girl girls and, and the girls. new girl, and it makes sense for Frazier to have a nice apartment because he's a famous radio but, but, psychiatrist. So, so there's there's a interesting diagram of the actual layout of his condo. Okay, are you shitting me? I, I, I yes, I'm I gotta I next... gotta write the ship here, man. Okay, <laughs> we're talking. I, about I'd the like to spend the next twenty minutes discussing the layout yeah. of Frazier's condo if we could. Yeah, we're yeah. not doing that. We're talking about the <laughs> ring. Okay. Well, I've just been talking about things that bothered me right off the get-go from this movie. So give me something. Yeah, else which to is talk weird. About. You're, I mean, you're just rambling about things that bothered you. Look, you I didn't like did... this movie. This watch through, I found you it hard what... to sit through. Can you stop spoiling things, please? No. So okay, good. So it was something. Bruce that Willis didn't... was dead the whole time. Oh god! That guy. Damn it! That guy was Bruce Willis the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the twist. <laughs> You know what didn't bother me? The actual tape itself. That the tape, tape itself is fucking brilliant. I and they had that. to nail that. They had to nail that part. Yeah. And they did. And, and that holds did. up today. That thing the is tape, fucking awesome. The tape is great. It mm-hmm. continues to be great. And the other part of that that I thought was awesome and effective, and I remember scaring me the first time I saw it, and I remember it giving me kind of chills this time around too, was the fly that looks like it's on the outside of like the camera sure. lens or sure. whatever that they shoot, and then she picks it off later in the movie. Well, that's that a particularly good out. touch, right? Yeah, that's okay. great. The one, the one that always scares the hell out of me—I have no idea why—is the chair spinning upside down. What? The whole that, tape is. Great. I don't understand it, man. That's just so. But okay, so we're all in agreement that the tape is great. The one thing I don't remember that does kind of take it out um, is the giant CG centipede. Oh, sure. That looks like something out of a... You know what this was? What? This is a Tool music video. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> this is. is holy shit. Yeah, it is. Good call. It's yes, unbelievable. <laughs> I like some of those music videos, man. 
<laughs> those music videos are just they, there wasn't a lot of just like fucking weird for fucking weird sake at that time yeah. in this era. Now that's just everything. But yeah, those have their own like special smell though. Frankly, I blame Old Spice. Speaking of smells, yeah, fuck Old Spice. Hey man, what do you got against Old Spice? You, you oh. did a good job getting us back on track. <laughs> it lasted for a minute. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, what I would like to discuss now is just what, now that she has seen it and she's on this race against time to kind of solve this riddle while she's, the clock is ticking, it starts doing the title cards like day one, day two. While she's on this race, what really stuck out to you during this viewing? A couple of things. Okay. One, the interaction with her showing Noah the tape. And then not wanting other people to see the tape huh, yeah. was handled, I think, really, really well. Okay. Because she shows it to him, like, no hesitation. And then he has the same thoughts I do. Like, well, he had no fucking problem showing me, but you, you're going to hesitate to show it to this other idiot? She like, kind of <laughs> hesitated at first to show it to him. Sure. But so I thought that was handled really well. That that pulled me in a little bit. I, liked I also that liked his much. initial reaction to watching it. He was like, yeah, I mean, it's very stupid. That's, that's some images. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I mean, Student also film. to get back to your original like point about Na- uh, Naomi Watts's character, that she's... <laughs> I forget her name. <laughs> I forget her name. <laughs> um, that she's you know still probably an ounce of skeptical at this point. So getting a second opinion from someone whose professional opinion she respects would make sense. Right. It's it's kind of a you know risk reward type scenario maybe she needs a second opinion but also by getting the second opinion she dooms him to a heart exploding terror fest something sure so uh, you know i mean this is kind of just i'm I'm just saying this is making the character fairly believable here this is really well in line with what you guys have already said you disagree with well well shit what was the other thing that stuck out to you, Jack? Can I say the scene on the balcony? Where she's, like, looking at all the people that are watching yeah, TV. She's, yeah, she's just staring into another apartment that's watching, like, I Am Weasel or I Are Baboon or whatever that, that show was called. That was, to me, like, a very... I don't know if they were attempting symbolism of, like, how all these people watching their TV going through their daily lives just glued to it are really the ones, like, that was some sort of symbol of how tv is what's killing us mark i i i don't know what i am weasel or i heart baboon or whatever you just said was but i'm gonna need you to text it to me because i have never been so focused on anything in my whole life as trying to figure out what cartoon was on the on those tvs yeah i i'm fairly certain and i know this because it's credited in the credits as being this is i are baboon what is that it's an old show from cartoon network i know a cartoon that you don't know that is strange. Oh my what? god! Did you? I don't know. It was from kind of the same was, family as like Secret in... Squirrel and uh, the no, cow it was, and it was cow the and thing chicken. that would wasn't it the thing that would show up on Dexter's lab? The interjection. Oh, that one wasn't Dexter's lab. That was a one from Cow and Chicken. Dexter's lab had a. Oh, it was Cow and Chicken. Yeah, yeah. Dexter's lab had Monkey Super That's Monkey, right. whatever that thing was called. It was just called Monkey. Okay, yeah. There so you I go. like that I actually tried to provide some actual insight, and we just did that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting us back to the movie again. So th- those were the two things. No, the other thing that stuck out to me. Here, here we go. Oh my god. I I don't know 
very much about how VHS tapes work. They're magic, as far as I'm concerned. Magnets and magic. Well, it literally is magnets. <laughs> Fucking magnets, how do they work? You know what I mean? Um, but I'm pretty confident that there isn't more recorded than you're seeing on the standard TV, but some setting you can twist with a knob to make you see wider than the original frame and see a lighthouse in the corner of the frame that you need well, to go you're investigate. Just like, they're saying you like you're, sh- you're stretching the film, yeah. You can't see it. So that really bothered me. And maybe I'm just totally wrong, and that's a thing you can do with VHS tapes, but... Well, you can God definitely damn, stretch I don't think the so. film. But I don't think you're illuminating something you otherwise wouldn't see because it still has to pass through. Right. Yeah, you're stretching right. a film like it you can stretch like, a photograph. You'll distort yeah. right. a bunch of she, shit, but you're not going to It seems like instead of new. stretching the film, she's just like moving the frame to something that, hey, regular TVs don't show you this part of the frame. So I would actually buy that if you were shooting on an atypically sized film, or like if you were shooting on 16 millimeter or 8 versus 8 millimeter or something like that. They all have that 4-3 ratio, but if you're shooting on something that is not outside of that engineering tolerance, right, that you're 16 plus a little bit millimeter, that you would get, you you could presumably get an image. I don't know if that's possible, but if your film is wider and it's exposed to light and you develop it, then I don't know why it wouldn't be there. And then the window that's created when you put it through the projection system in the VCR, you're just shining it through that predefined window size, so... I lost track of what you were saying, like two words in, but then you also used a double negative I didn't understand, so I'm just like three layers of lost right now. Is <laughs> is that possible, or is that bullshit? That she sees this lighthouse you wouldn't ordinarily be able to see by twisting this knob real hard? He thinks it's, it's pro- possible, given it's probably bullshit. circumstances. It's, it's probably bullshit, but, yeah. I mean, I could see it happening, I guess. I don't know. Okay. I don't know enough about actual film. Well, Mark, you it, are the world's preeminent, so, foremost VHS scientist. Asshole. See, so what we're saying basically is that the in, the most important clue in this movie, arguably, right. I don't even think argue, I think the most important clue in this movie was one that is predicated on something that we're not sure is possible on Earth. Yes. Okay. I got, hey, thought of a that third thing that stuck out to me during this race against time. That didn't time. ruin immersion oh. at all. Go. It didn't. We, we none of us know enough about film for that to ruin it. No, it, it actually didn't ruin my immersion until it Jack ruined the hell it. out of my immersion. Uh, mostly because I, I was just started thinking about how VHSs work. What ruined my immersion in that scene was how ferociously she was like, she's turning the, the knob, knob so hard. They like tried it's to a so much she's drama. trying to write. It's just a physical struggle. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's you're just changing. It's like the you know the width of the micrometer or whatever. You're just pulling the knob. You don't have to like fucking wrench on the thing. That's not. That's not. <laughs> that is definitely not how that works. <laughs> the other thing that stuck out to me is the pacing in this movie is fucking terrible. It's two and a half um, hours long. This is a two and a half hour long it's movie. It's two hours long. It's two hours long. Okay. It's long, though. It's long. It's long, and the pacing is terrible. So is VHS. Yes. But that okay. that one, they're short VH, enough. Yeah. And like, there's, VHS I, is I was six saying movies. that about the length, not the pacing. Oh, okay. Yeah, the pacing. is like Because a long movie can be fine if it's paced well. This is not paced well. What specifically do you not like about the pacing? I do think it drags at points, but I actually think it's not as bad as you're making it out to be. So I I genuinely thought it was hard to sit through throughout this whole section until she finds the well. 
frankly. Wow, that's a fucking lot. That's a lot of nothing sections. So you, so you hated the entirety of the time that she spent getting to and interacting with Man on Island. I didn't hate all of it. I liked looking at Naomi Watts. Just You just hated Act 2, basically. Yeah. The okay. fact-finding expedition. Yes. Which is what this movie is. is. <laughs> yes! Yeah. Like... It's yeah. so boring. <laughs> Holy I do not shit. remember it being this boring. Oh my god. Uh, but we've we okay. I think we've beaten the second act to death. So she gets the well. We get sort of the false summit release of Samara's spirit, sort of bullshit. Well, okay. She falls into the well. Are we? Yeah, the yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm way past well. that part. I'm willing to gloss right over that. And let Jesus you know. Christ! Oh, and yeah. then the movie, that and then the credits roll. The end. Bonkers. Are you kidding me? She <laughs> chops a hole in a floor, a seemingly solid floor that isn't bouncing or echoing or anything. Oh, 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 oh! Where Naomi Watts' character falls yeah. into the well, not where Samara's pushing. I forget her name. I forget her name. Stars. No, so they're they're in this they're in this room. This isn't how floors are constructed, where you can just have planks over a giant empty space. Planks bend and bow and bounce. These Which are just is why planks. the marbles all gathered there, Jack. The, these planks, he manages to cut. Have you? Did have you, you see ever tried? how old that place was? Have you? Okay. Have you that ever place taken? Place was falling apart. The floor would have been saggy and. Have fucked. you ever taken a two by four by eight? balanced it like propped it up on either end and taken an axe to the middle of it because our friend crispy has and you know what happened <laughs> the axe bounced back him in the forehead and slid his fucking forehead open <laughs> that's what would happen when this guy was taking the axe to the floor check if we start evaluating things based off of what crispy's experiences are that's what we're gonna be in a did, brand man. new what world. i'm saying is this movie did literally what crispy does <laughs> <laughs> this floor, this floor is just planks over nothing, and they're not bouncing when they walk on them. It's not bowing except one specific place. The marbles rolling to this place don't look like marbles rolling downhill. They look like magic fucking marbles that I all love magnetize how... to one place. It's Jack's, insane. Jack's the thing that the things that infuriate Jack are always so specific and like minute. <laughs> It's the tiniest thing that he just loses his shit over, and I love it. <laughs> and so he cuts this perfectly circular hole in that a floor true. of planks that you cannot, you can't, with an axe, that, that is impossible to do. Jack, and then there's Jack. just a pristine well under there. The, the, ma the well is filled with evil magic. You don't, you don't know how that interacts with lumber. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Or they, they might be rain guarded, but are they magic guarded? Yeah. What kind of lacquer did they use on that? Huh? You know. That's that's a good point. A yeah, good point. so it is there a good go. point. Then Naomi Watts falls down the well. Oh. She falls like thirty feet and bounces and off the walls and is just fine. Wakes up in she, the water. She was definitely gonna die. That was unacceptable. Absolute. She was dead. I, yeah, I remember they have her falling the, like five to ten feet. They have the scene oh. where they drop the rock and they can't hear it. They can't hear land. it land. And then she later falls she falls down the so well and she it's, it's well. like thirty feet. Yeah. yeah. She still would have died if that was 30 feet, because she, like, fucking hit her head and then, like, broke her back. All of the things happened. The other thing okay. the other thing that's sort of weird about this is I can't tell if the... So the well, when they're looking into it, is probably, like, three feet in diameter or so. And then when sure. she's down there... It's, like, 18 it's, feet? It's, like, 18 feet. There's enough for her to swim, like, just do full laps. It does seem like there's a cistern, or whatever you would call that, where it, like, yeah. opens up. I'm there not sure is. if that's a thing that exists in wells. I haven't dug enough wells in my life to know if that's, that's real. That's I how don't. I imagine Charles Manson's view of the uh, 
city at the bottom of the bottomless pit where he was going to take his followers. Okay, that's so she's at the bottom of the well. Yeah. <laughs> and so one part of the movie that did actually get to me was the nails on the rock wall. Yes. Yep. Dude, the, that, like, the whole scene in the well is terrifying. Yeah, well, you the know what hair, else it is? All of it. I mean, you, uh, problems aside, it works. Do you know what else it is? It's straight out of fucking... Well, no, that came after. But uh, the orphanage... <laughs> the orphanage, like, it repainted is? that picture. Yeah. In what way? What, what scene Well, like, the, the whole thing, like, where, calling? like, she picks up Samara's body, and she's, like, a... a in human form with skin and everything, and then it, like, flashes back, and then it's straight up skeleton death. Yeah. That's oh, you're exactly talking about the very the very end of the orphanage? Yes. Yeah, I guess they're similar. Yeah, they're f- they're that's the same. True. <laughs> I also like there was a part of you that thought the orphanage might have come out before the ring. Oh yeah, I quickly remedied that though. <laughs> I'm not that drunk yet. I do think it's interesting that they're cut they're like jump cutting between the scene in the well, which is objectively terrifying. And the almost, like, comedic relief side of the other guy running with the fire hose and just, like, clotheslining himself. <laughs> that scene is so damn funny. Yeah. He's just running oh, full, that's full speed full with a slapstick. fire hose. That is full slapstick. Totally. Yeah. And again, they can't see the bottom of this well, but somehow a fire hose. They're going to just drop <laughs> that down there. That's going to save her. She has I a mean... broken back and a decapitated head, but she'll be able to <laughs> climb right on out. Uh, uh, so... so for some reason, she wasn't supposed to help Samara because Samara's <clears throat> evil. Right. No, well, hold on. We're blown right by that. I'm she blown helped... by everything. I know. You're doing a terrible job of explaining how this movie works. So she saves Samara, right? We, we, get, the, we get the backstory that Samara was she murdered because her mom was insane and that Samara was apparently driving all of her horses to commit suicide. Right? So this oh, is yeah. The... By the way, there was a horse that killed itself in this movie, listener. Yeah, hence Dead Horse. It's a great beer. Um... <laughs> My point photography though, through photography. My point Samara though is this is thoughts in other things. This is the false ending of the movie, right? That you you get her pulled out of the well. They exhume the body. They're gonna bury it in like a proper grave site, yep. and then everything's happy schmappy. Which it does. She doesn't ve- die. It does that very well because you right. think that's the. I mean, you think that's it, right? Because also because it's been fucking an hour and fifty minutes at this point. It can't go longer <laughs> than it already has. And then nope. it starts to go uncomfortably long, and you're starting to realize something still has to happen. Yeah. Right. And what happens is Noah gets Samara killed with her crawling right out the TV. Right. And, and, and simultaneous to that happening, you get Aiden delivering the line that Jake was just referring to while Naomi Watts' character is talking to him. I forget her name. I forget her name. <laughs> Where uh, he just says, wait, you helped her? Don't help Samara. Yeah. What the fuck, it, mom? Why he should have fucking said that in the first place. Aiden's like a <laughs> low-level psychic. I guess he is. He has some shine to him. He, he he's got, he's got some, there. Thank you, Jake. The shining that, that helps me. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Samara crawls out of the TV in the definitively iconic scene in this film, and that still works. That scene's still great. See, I was I am the absolute polar opposite. I was shockingly disappointed with that scene this time. Oh man, I still. I thought it. I thought it was atrocious. It's a little I CG heavy, it. but wow. I think it works fine. I thought the CG looked shockingly bad. I thought it happened much too quickly compared to what I remember from the last time I saw it, and I don't think the payoff was very good. 
Wow. Yeah, I, I did kind of forget I thought it was the a payoff bad scene. I thought it was the, bad. The payoff, I, yeah. I, I the payoff is just zooming in on her eyeball. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. Not a lot there. It is. It's a PG thirteen movie. They can't do that much. I, sure. I and that's probably the difference because I haven't seen this in full since I was thirteen years old, as it were. And <laughs> I I was shocked. I've said that like eight times in the last minute. I was so surprised by how poor I thought that scene was this time. Why won't yeah. someone think of the children? <laughs> Why? Why won't they? <laughs> yeah. So, Mark, because I blow by things, do you want to give us the ending? You're right. So the ending is obvious. Obviously, Noah's dead at this point. Uh, Rachel oh, he, finds him. He dead. Yeah, he very dead. Rachel finds him. You get the second like mutilated corpse shot of the movie. Um, and then she's like struggling to figure out why she didn't die. Uh-huh. And then as she's burning Noah's tape, she turns around and she's like, oh, I made a copy. It's very ep- epiphanic. I don't know if that's a word, but I'm making it a word. And Final another, thoughts another on the movie, boys? What do you got? Final thoughts on the movie. After, before we do ratings. You just both stared at me. Uh, what, do you, we, what do you want me to do? We should do final thoughts after we rate the thing so that we can I've got put a final button thought on before it. we get into ratings. Okay. I'd What's your final thought, Jeff? How fucking adorable Naomi Watts is in this thing. Because that was the only reason I was able to stick through this whole movie this time around. Huh. All right. Ratings? Ratings. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, let's do it. over at adzhorror.com use a 1 through 10 rating scale to rate our movies in five different categories for one think of how mayor adler would rate his certainty regarding what he's eating for dinner tonight i might have tacos when i go home i'm not quite sure yet and for 10 uh think of how lieutenant bill kilgore would rate the smell of napalm in the morning i love the smell of napalm in the morning the first category in which we rate movies is story jake this was your movie why don't you go ahead and give this thing a score for story so, the story of the ring in general, so we're going to go back to the novel, Ringu, and this is pretty goddamn unique. Uh, I don't think there's much that's quite like it out there, and it's also very specific to a certain time in history, so it has that going for it, and I think that it lends itself well to the genre of horror, obviously, um, and creates a pretty good movie out of it, so... Given all of that and kind of the race against time that is inherent to it that creates all the action that, you know, you are able to see as a viewer as it as it progresses uh, is a recipe for what I think is actually a pretty good story. And that doesn't change on second viewing. I'm going to give story seven and a half. Wow. All right. Mark, how about yourself? I was in the I was in the same boat, actually. Uh, this is an incredibly good story. Um I don't. I don't really have a lot to add. It's got a good arc. It's uh, got a good twist at the end that I don't think at the time very many people saw coming. Um, it's pretty unique. Even even now, I, I can't think of something that is particularly comparable. Um, I this is one of my favorite stories, and I think that's one of the reasons why it comes up so frequently in referencing other things is because it's a very good. Um, what I've said reference like four times, but reference point. Uh, so 
I, I had eight written down uh, just because I do think it drags a little bit, like you said. Kind of like we ha- we said this earlier, I think it does drag, but I think it drags in order to help the rest of the story. Um, I think if you were to com- basically compress all that down, there would be one scene that was just like ridiculous immersion-breaking exposition from someone. A, a Samar- montage of like research clips. <laughs> Samara's twin first- sister who's in like a mental institution who is like, oh yeah, my sister was crazy. The first she, scene is a ridiculous daughter. exposition. Samara's breaking. twin sister is Scottish? I also can't do uh, impersonations, Jack. Okay, so... I don't know why I said also, because I think we established I'm great at them. <laughs> sure. Jack, speaking of you, what did you give story? It's, I gave it a four for story. Okay. Why? And it's it's pretty... This was a really hard category for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a hard movie, it's a hard movie, movie to review. Yeah. Um, the, the thing is, the, the concept is unique and very cool and intriguing. And even though they didn't create the concept at all, they get credit for it because I'm looking at this movie. So concept is really cool and intriguing. However, the pacing is insufferable to me. And that's all in the story. The way things work out. The pacing, I I don't care for at all. Add to that, that the key turning point in terms of the story, like when she figures out what's going on, is a thing I think is fundamentally impossible. And that's just not very good. That's like a deus ex machina that I don't even think is possible. Are you talking about the marbles? No, I'm talking... Do you want to get me started on the marble skin, Mark? (laughs) Well, I'm trying to figure out what you're talking about. Here's how the marbles would have reacted in Fraser's No, what I'm... (laughs) No, what I'm talking about is when she twists the knob and sees the lighthouse. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. That's like the main thing that leads her to figure out the rest of it. And that's just, I don't think that works. I don't know. But regardless, it's just, it's a really cool concept. And then just everything else is fucked the fuck up. What is this dog doing? (laughs) Seriously, he's just (laughs) staring at us. Um, So I gave it a four. I would love to see that scene, but with like a DVD or Blu-ray. They're like, twist the knob harder. You'll see to the side. Exactly. You've been watching this in Zoom the whole time. Just go back to standard frame. <laughs> the next category is world building and immersion. Jake, how'd you score it for this? I'm potting almost everything that you said for story into world building and immersion because the story is what the story is to me. It is, if you write it on paper, like this is the synopsis of the movie. That's what I was going for. However, I think all the pacing issues that you mentioned, I agree with, and I think we talked about it at length earlier in the podcast uh that broke my immersion to a pretty extreme level on this viewing i mean the first fucking scene in the movie is these two girls that just spout this they explode with this exposition that is just so immersion breaking i can't even handle it they're telling ghost stories it's horrible (laughs) (laughs) and from there it gets better thankfully but it's there are a lot of sequences that move a little too slowly, and I think a few of them could have met the chopping block in the process. Uh, <clears throat> that's immersion. The world-building side of this score is a little bit higher. I think it's a really interesting sort of hazy dreamscape that's built. Uh, I am a bit disappointed, though, because they would make note in the movie, they take the effort to mention the kind of the visions that you will see 
if you've been plagued by this curse of the ring and you've got your seven days uh, and they don't do a lot to hit home on that. And I think that that's a huge missed opportunity. Uh, I just, you didn't see a lot of it. I think there could have been a lot more. And actually like, this is probably the wrong time to mention it, but speaking of rings uh, or from earlier in the podcast, just from the trailer for that movie, I think that's going to delve a lot more deeply into that side of what, the ring has to offer and I'm excited for that. But that being said, it wasn't in this movie and I think that's disappointing. So it's going to get a low score for me. It's going to get a four. Ouch. All right, Mark. Um, I think this is a movie that succeeds in this category, despite its fault. Uh, besides its faults, I should say, like you yeah, said, there are multiple, there are multiple faults, uh, stretching the videotape. One of them, uh, huh. CG kind of, I mean, anytime you have a movie that came out roughly between, let's just say like 1995 and 2005, you run the risk of having just obscene CG <laughs> that just ruins everything. Oh, this do you mean the last scene? This doesn't have that specifically, but there are scenes well. that are like very definitively like this, the, um, centipede crawling out from underneath the table during the, that during the movie. The last scene, even... Jake, you said was something that, Oh, uh, it God, took you I out a little it. bit. Oh, a lot. So it does have its faults as far as immersion goes. World building wise, there's a lot of interesting shots that I like. Of um, it, they're, they're kind of tacky, but I actually like the time lapse shots of like the tree with the clouds in the background, kind of showing the passage of time and just the yeah. general gloomy atmosphere. Jake, with your beer, you mentioned this kind of like greenish tone, which yep. to me is just like indicative of the Northwest. Um, it, it mm-hmm. just is a good place setting for it. Um, yeah. I gave it a six. Okay. I Jack. appreciate that. Mark, I, I think it's really interesting what you said because I, all of the credit I gave for world building does come from cinematography and I think they do go, they do, they do do some good work in terms of the cinematography that does contribute to the world building, but that's it. The story the none of that does anything for the world building. Like, it's not like a thing where they've created this interesting... It, it all comes from the cinematography. So that that is good, but limited. And then the immersion is pretty low. So I, I gave it a four, ultimately. Um, Naomi Watts being ha. just so captivating is a big part of <laughs> this being good. I, I'll keep watching. I'll keep looking. I'll keep staring at the screen. I don't disagree with you. Yeah. What'd you give it, Jack? Sorry, I know you just said four. it. Four. Solid, but which is which is impressive given how infuriating I found the pace of this movie. Sure, Jake. <laughs> Next score we have a scare factor. Jake, what are you giving it for scare factor? Mark's throwing it to me before you even introduce it. I love it. I know. Uh, <laughs> Mark's excited. So I've seen this movie twice in full, sitting down and watching it once in the theater when I was thirteen years old, and now. And <clears throat> when I was thirteen years old, as we were talking about earlier in the podcast, I thought that this shit was pretty scary. And when I watched it this time, I was like, what was I thinking? But, hey, different lives, right? I think those two kind of converge and meet right in the middle. Uh, the not scary and the scary. I'm going to give it a five. I mean, I think the concept is actually a pretty scary one. Uh, execution on second viewing, not quite so much. Jack, Jack, I'm calling an audible. You go second. Okay, well... I give it a five as well, uh, for almost huh. literally the same reason. Huh. I I want to give this thing credit for how fucking terrified I was the first time I saw it. Right. And it deserves credit for that. 
But this time around, not very scary. But like I said, I still got a little bit of chills from the pick and the fly. Like, first seeing the fly that looks like it's out on the outside of the screen and then it not being there when she, like, flicks at it. But then later off, later on, that fly, like, she could pick it off the screen and it's a real fly. Yeah. Out of the screen. Um, that, that's scary. The, the tape itself is scary. And when Aiden, like, views the tape and she freaks out and, like, slaps it and throws it under the couch that scared me too so it's a five for me okay well i will be the hero that this podcast needs are you serious not the one it deserves (laughs) when i when we set out a while back and i was like what's a perfect 10 in each category oh shit um no when i got when i got to scare factor i came up with two movies and this was one of them no I think this is, I mean, this is one of the scariest movies I've seen. You gave Bone Tomahawk as low as you possibly could. Because it's not a scary movie. But this gets a 10. Yes. Look, okay, 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 okay. You have to be perfect. I'm not backing up. I'm going to start off by saying that Scare Factor is easily, by Fields, our most subjective category. Uh, yeah. It's just Fact. what hits you, right? Totally. Both of you said, both of you said that this movie scared the living hell out of you when you were kids. When I was 13 years old. That is and what a kid is, but yes. Yeah, well, it's a teen. Okay, so you were I even was more mature 13. than a kid. Jesus Christ, why are... <laughs> I was always um, mature. I was basically a little by the time. I still think that this is a extremely creepy movie. And if I were to show this to someone watching it for the first time, I would be pretty flabbergasted if they weren't pretty uns like heavily unsettled by this. Mark, let me ask you this: you, this current Mark, yes, this almost thirty-year-old Mark, uh-huh. sitting down watching this movie, having not seen it before, is this thing actually going to scare you? Yes, I like. There's there's I, a lot of things in this movie. I do that, like what Mark said about that, unsettled because I do find not to interrupt your argument for your 10 because i'll let you get back to it but what you said about unsettled i'll buy unsettled there's still a lot of unsettling aspects to what this movie brings to the table my lack of scare factor this time came primarily from what i'm going to talk about in our next category okay um spoilers so the next category is effects listener um (laughs) Okay, so let me just oh run God. let me just do a quick like spark notes of this movie. The opening no. scene, cold open, there's this haunting, you get shit like moving around in the background, you have the static on the TV. I had friends who didn't turn their TVs on for months because of this movie. That's a really solid scene. You get two different jump scares, one at the very beginning and one at the very end, uh showing that are both very well executed, I should the add. The jump scares are well earned. Absolutely. They are. The that, jump scares in show... are very well done. They show the after effects of Samara's whatever hauntingness, uh, yep. and then it's it's kind of slow at that point. But you get the scene on the ferry, which is scary in its own right that we completely blew past in our review. <laughs> and that's the one where the horse like goes insane and jumps off, and there's blood in the water, and the girl <laughs> screams. So I watched this with my wife. I turned to her when that happened, and I said, "If I was on a boat and a horse charged at me and leapt off the side of the boat and got ground up by the propeller." I would literally never, ever in my whole life ever talk about anything else. I'd be like, hi, my name is Jack. One time I saw a horse jump off a boat and get ground up by a propeller. That's how I'd introduce myself at parties. That'd be the only thing I ever talked about. Oh my god, that's weird. 
Yeah, You're a weird you, guy. You wouldn't get invited to very many parties. No, I already don't. The, the, the tone, the tone throughout the rest is very tense and very. I kind of like the whodunit atmosphere of that. Um, and then sure. as you transition to the final act, the scene of her fault well falling into the well is a separate thing, but being in the base of the well. <laughs> Is, is great. That a great. creepy scene. The fingernails on the walls, the dead body coming up from the darkness of, With the, the, hair, of the well. Just the hair. The hair Ooh. just in your... Oh, that that's great. a super creepy that was scene. Great. Yeah. There's a lot in this movie that I would find... All right, Mark. You upsold me. Scary. You upsold me. You did it again. You did it again. Six. All right. I'll take you it. Not upsell me. I'm still at a five. That's fine. Fair enough. I I'm should say, too, malleable. that... Two things, I, I, ghost stories for me will always get higher ratings. They're just the movies that I find scarier. Same with stories. Yeah, supernatural stuff is what gets me. Yeah. And I'm not that. Okay. Yeah. Let's there move on to effects. or judicious lack thereof is the next category. Jake? I am going to give Go. it a six, and I feel like that's almost too high. So, the majority... Okay. Pretty much the entirety of the positive side of this score is coming from the the tape itself at this point. That thing is still awesome and holds up, and they did a great job with it. Mark's centipede qualms with the CG aside, that was a slight detriment to the whole viewing of that on second go. Didn't hold up quite so well, but by and large, that thing's great, and that's a lot of the effects that you're going to see in this movie. Uh, what was done with like the obliterated faces of Samara's like kill Victims. was amazing. Uh, and that still holds up really well as well. Uh, pretty good use of practical in that sense. And the scene of Samara crawling out of the TV is bafflingly horrible uh, watching it this time. I'm, I really want you guys to try to explain why it's not. I, it, it just looks bad. It looks okay. bad. So I gave this an eight for effects. Okay. And for me, I, oh, I I'm not done. Wait, I'm not done. No, I'll, wait. I'll, 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 I'll refute what you're gonna say. Go ahead. I'll, I'm not. <laughs> I'm done for now. But I'm gonna say something else. So I don't actually have a reason I can give you as to why the scene of her crawling out of the TV is uh-huh. good. I just it it still works for me. Like it doesn't look bad to me. It still creeped me out. I still think it works. It just it's good. I think. Combine that. That doesn't. That's not a reason. I mean, what what do you want me to say? (laughs) I I don't know. It works. It doesn't look. I don't know. You're right. It's subjective. I think it looks (laughs) awful. And uh, you add that to. I think the tape is awesome, and I think the scenes where she's reviewing the tapes and like the fly comes out and first isn't there and then is there. That's done so fucking well. Because the fly looks exactly the same when she can't pick it off versus when she can. Yeah. And that is cool. I was attributing that to the tape itself. I agree, though. I'm 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 dinging it for not much with an eight. Yeah, no, not a whole lot. But I, but I am dinging it for the well scene. Yep, where she falls down. Those effects aren't great. No, like she does look like she's just falling into green screen. And it's clearly like a dummy that they dumped down a well. It's either CG or a dummy. Right, and that's not good. But it, I I do think this. The effects they use, I think, work very well, especially given that it is like a VHS and it just it works for me. So it's an eight. It's a high score for me. Mark. 
I was leaning uh, toward like a much lower score, like not lower, but like a six, a five or a six. I think I'm going to end up on the airing on the side of six, which is what I, I gave it. Yeah, but you're you're. I mean, you fucking bat the average every single time, Jake. You gave it a seven and a half, a four, a five, Jake, and a your six. Your scale is. Uh, I gave it a seven and a half, a four, a six, and a six. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, my bad. I wrote that down wrong. Um, <laughs> Good thing you're the uh, scribe for this. I, whole I didn't make myself the scribe. Um, my point Need. is, you give everything a middling score. No, I don't. Um, the records okay. will show. <laughs> all right. I, I have the records open. <laughs> the record will show all of this. <laughs> the records are They'll open, show. and you have the most middling score of all of us. Um, they're not all middling. Anyways, I, I I don't think you guys have really said much, or you you guys have said everything that <laughs> I want to say. Nothing. The exact opposite of that. The only thing I'll I think the only thing that's pulling this up from a five uh, is the general set design, that sort of stuff. I, I do think that there's a lot that goes into. I mean, the world they're build they're building is just like, you know year 2000 Seattle. But once they get into the San Juan Islands or wherever the hell that ferry's going, um, and you sure. get, like, Samara's room up in the barn and the old and the old house that, uh, what's-his-name, her Samara's dad lives in, and kind of the farm that the houses were on, all that sort of stuff. I think they did yeah. a really great job with kind of setting that out and just sort of letting it be in the background. Samara's room specifically, I think, is great. It was that set really design good. of the ladder that the like, lightning burn on the wall. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, like a thirty foot ladder that goes up to a loft in a barn that you can't get out of otherwise. Yeah, Dude, so creepy. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. I thought that. that was great, and that's what's pulling it up a point from five. Okay, okay. So my what I want to ask you guys is, what do you like? Just guessing. What was the budget of this movie? I'd guess a million two. One point two? Yeah. Mark? So this was made in two thousand. I don't know what the average budget was at that point. We review so many movies movie? from all over the place that I don't <laughs> I don't have a good gauge of like what's a big budget for a movie. Yeah. I would guess probably ten times I'm gonna go ten times Jack, I'll say twelve. Twelve million? Yeah. This movie was made for forty eight million dollars. <laughs> Fuck. That are doesn't the st- are the effects still good? Yes. No. What did they do with those $48 million? Marketing. They had to have. Yeah, it's a lot they of marketing. Naomi Watts, man. Well, you got to sign You don't get Naomi Watts in her underwear for nothing. That's true. Valid. Yeah, you know what? Worth every penny. <laughs> they, shot the in, sa- they shot on both coasts. But at the same time, like, I hate making this comparison, but like a year before you had a blockbuster like the first Lord of the Rings movie come out, and that shit was made for like twice this, but think about all the practical that was in that movie. Plus, you had like insane CG going right. into the Gollum character. All right, you you uh, y- you sold me there a little bit. I fucking hated that first Lord of the Rings movie, but I will agree with you. The practical practical effects are unreasonable. Well, there's just there's just an unreasonable amount. Yeah. Well, and we we need to go back to that era of movie where there were practical effects movies still being made. And the OG filmmakers like Peter Jackson would do that, but yeah. a lot of people fell into this trap of just use CG; it'll be fine. And it looked like shit. No, this well, at the like time sh- it didn't. At the time it looked great. Yeah. Okay, I, I was scared when Samara when Samara curled out of the TV. I was scared. Now That's, it looks like shit. I still think it works. It doesn't. Maybe it's because of the whole like 
image I have of this being from a VHS tape. Like, maybe that helps it, but I don't know. I, I mean, me. I don't think that crawling out of the TV looked particularly bad at all. But there are other scenes, like the like the person falling down the well, which that's so bad. Looks yeah. pretty bad if you slow it. I mean, it's on there for like maybe a fraction of a second, but you can tell something's not right there. I don't um, know. I can't. I can't get past the crowd TV. We got to move on. Yeah. All right. Overall, Jake. Uh, overall, my numbers come out to a six, and that feels about right to me. It it kind of shocks me that I'm giving a movie that we have unequivocally called this is we all agree this is a classic a modern classic of horror and i think that's primarily for what it did for horror and for what it meant when it came out and and how it kind of revitalized the genre coming out of the 90s which were a a hard time i guess you could say uh but watching this a second time like i i just can't get behind the execution quite as much as i can the story and what it really represents i i we need to go back and watch Ringu now and just see how those compare. Yeah. Uh, because I haven't seen that in, in its entirety in one sitting ever. So that'd be a cool little kind of comparison to make. So I six agree. for me, six for me, uh, Mark, how about you? Well, before we move on to me, I just have a quick question. Are you, or are you not on record? I, for some reason have this in my head as saying that you are not a fan of J horror. Uh, I am not a huge fan of J-Horror, no. Okay, so that also... But this is not necessarily J-Horror, it's just taking J-Horror and making it A-Horror. Well, maybe you disagree with my point earlier, but the reason I was okay with this being called a classic is because this is the movie that introduced J-Horror to the American horror culture. Yeah. No, and I... Hey, I, I give it props for that, because I don't think... This helped the genre. I'm on board with that. I just don't particularly like the flavor of Bratwurst that it's selling. So, ain't no goddamn way that was venison. <laughs> yeah, Mark, what's your rating? God. Okay, I'm gonna go with an eight, and I think that's artificially high because I love this movie. Uh, realistically, okay. I think this movie's probably a seven, and then I just have warm fuzzies for this. Okay. Um, it's. I mean, we've covered it. I really, really like this movie, and on top of that, I really, really like J horror more than most other kinds of horror. Okay. That's fair. Okay, Jack. I'm giving this thing a six. And the six is a combination of a couple of different scores. On the one hand, it's how much I enjoyed watching this movie this time around, which was barely at all. It's really, really low. But on the other hand, there's how much I enjoyed watching this movie when I was 13 years old and what you guys are talking about, how classic it is, what it did for J-horror, the kind of world it created in terms of this kind of Americanized Japanese horror. So that's huge. And it's impactful. Its impact on the genre is enormous. Yeah, I mean, what it did for horror. Right. So, and, and usually I don't give a lot of credit for that, but given how much I enjoyed this the first time I saw it and like the place it has in my memory for being that, I'm willing to give it credit for that. Yeah. My respect so, for this movie is a lot higher than my rating of the movie. Right. If my I'm just rating movie how like much I enjoyed this movie, I'm, it's, it's going to struggle to make it out of a two, but I'm giving it a six. <sighs> sure. I mean, Naomi Watts alone is going to bump that up to a three or a four. Hey, you're so. right. the ring but we've all had a few drinks uh, i know i've had more than a few drinks and we want to keep hanging out and turns out none of you have sent us in anything to do we want to do something interactive with you so if you have an idea for a fourth segment send it our way ordinarily now on the podcast we'd start talking about a horror trope in our classic segment a to z horror talking about horror tropes but it turns out this week our schedule of upcoming movies 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 for us to review is getting pretty light 
So we need to decide what movies we're going to watch soon. And that's the month of October, and that's a big one for horror. Yeah, definitely a big one for horror. And typically we just go around the horn and kind of select movies for a few months. But I kind of want to try to do something special, so let me know if you guys are okay with this. What I think we should do is we should each pick a movie that reminds us most of that spirit of kind of like Halloween horror and cap it off at the end of the month with let's just slot right now Halloween. Yeah. Put that in end of the month. It's pretty lucky we haven't actually reviewed Halloween yet on the website because. Oh, yeah. So I say that's that's fourth movie in October. Let's just lock it in right now. We good. So we've, yeah. so we've got three movies we got to pick. So that's yep. one each? So we each get one. And what I'm going to recommend is, like I said, we each pick one that reminds us most, gets us in that Halloween spirit, is a good just October movie, right? And what we'll do is I'm just going to generate like a random number so we can get the order. And we can either go highest number goes first or lowest number goes first. So which one do you guys want to do? Lowest. Lowest goes first? Yeah. Middlest. Middlest, closest to five <laughs> the goes first. Number. Okay, the so middlest number. Lowest goes first means Mark, you're going first. Jack, you're second. I'm third. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna take the layup because that's what I do. Uh, trick or treat. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a pretty good option. It's we gotta watch it. Very that's, Halloweeny. That's, yeah, that's the Halloween movie. <laughs> yeah. So okay, we'll go with Hall- we'll go with trick or treat. All right. Jack, I- you're second. Okay, I didn't remember who was second. I'm going to go a different direction. I think objectively, oh. this movie is not Halloween-y. Objectively, this movie isn't october It doesn't really fit the vibe. But this one, for me... I don't think you understand the point of this game. Shut up and let me talk, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Okay. This movie, for me, is Halloween. Okay. I watch this movie every year with my dad. It was a movie that... There was one vacation... That we took, we took a Halloween vacation, just me and my dad, like not my mom and my sister, just me and my dad when I was eight, seven, something like that. Took a vacation to my aunt and uncle's house. We watched this movie with them and it was so much fun that we just watched this movie every year since then on Halloween. Made a point to get together and watch this movie. And we talked about it earlier this, uh, this podcast. This movie for me is The Omen. Hmm. This is, uh, like I said, it doesn't, the movie itself is generally autumnal. Uh, it's kind of colder weather. People wear coats and stuff, but is it? I mean, isn't the whole point that he's born in June? Yeah. All right. Like it's not. It's not a Halloween movie. It's not a fall movie. But for me, this movie embodies Halloween just because I watch it every time. When that old bastard, they're they're trying to figure out where they need to go, and that old bastard tells them, "You must travel to the land of Copenhagen and find a man." And just my dad and I just screaming those words to each other every Halloween. It's this is Halloween for me. Okay. Okay. That was I'm, deep, and now my dog is fucking ruined it by barking at something outside. So. I'm okay with well, this on one condition. Scarecrow. Can we try? Can we try really hard to have to get Bo on a guest spot? On the oh, podcast? he would be so into that. Let's yeah. Let's do that. Let's get my dad in at least for the ratings, at least for the one through ten. That'd okay. I'm into it. Yeah. Okay, so we have Trick or Treat and we have The Omen. Yeah, Jake. What are, you, what are you bringing to the table Halloween-wise? And I, may I take a guess? Yeah. Because I think, I think I might have you nailed here. I, I think you probably do. Are you picking Monster Squad? God. 
damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking Monster Squad. Bam! Fuck classic. yeah. We're I love Monster it. Squad. I love it. I it's love Monster it. Squad. It's everything you want in a Halloween movie. It's all of them together. Just good it's fun. It's incredible. It's incredible. Oh, we're watching I Monster Squad. I respect the hell out of that choice. Uh-huh. All right. I'm excited. You're listening to the A to Z Horrorcast. Like what you hear? Follow along. Give us a rating, comment on what you'd like to hear in the future, and like the podcast, guys. Believe it or not, it actually helps. While you're at it, why don't you give us a follow on Twitter, join us and hang out on the Horror Amino app, and check out everything else that's going on over at a to zhorror.com. Just here to jam out to the music you've been hearing? Well, that's coming at you from space. That's space without the A. Check out all their other tracks, All those links are in the description below. so hard like it's a ship she's trying to write it's just a physical struggle